Blog Talk Radio. Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter, Jamie Ross, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. I'm very, very excited uh, for tonight's episode. We, uh, I always have such a good time whenever our guest is on. Um, he's been on the show, I don't know, uh, I guess it's three or four times, maybe five. He's one of my favorite guests, and um, he is a phenomenal, just a phenomenal musician, um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, Mr. John Three, Mr. Waco, Texas, one of my favorite people in the wide world of sports. John, how are you? Been doing good, Jamie. Been doing good. Lots going on as usual. Lot going on. Now, <laughs> I've been seeing the news. I no, first off, I've been worried. I am. Uh, I'm friends with a uh, a, a rancher in um, East Texas in. Uh, she uh, she does a podcast that I that I I don't know it just interests me so I listened to it we became friends um, and she has been going on and on about the drought price of cattle sales hay et cetera et cetera everybody having a real hard time down there and then this past weekend I saw on the news flooding crazy flooding are you in any of that path or is this kind of all missing you there in Waco. Well, the drought definitely has hit a lot of parts of Texas. It's definitely hit us. Uh, I mean, mm. we went. I mean, it, it. It. This happened, I think, around 2011. I could be wrong around the date, but mm. it, it it has happened where we went a few months. I mean, like sometimes like all of summer and no rain. Oh, and yeah, it, it, it's been hot and dry. Well, I say dry, but no <clears throat> no rain <clears throat> until. Yeah, about last last week, and it started to come come down. But um, Dallas actually got a lot more rain than we did here in Central Texas, around the Waco area. We we got, I would say, I would call it an appetizer shower. Now we're just waiting for the main course. I gotcha. I know exactly how that. <laughs> we normally here in South Florida, it's um, it's hot. It's always hot and humid. That's just you know we live in a jungle. Um, but usually in the afternoon, it rains every day. We get uh, storms blowing off the ocean, and uh, every afternoon, it's just how it is. If you if you need to mow your lawn, you do it in the morning when it's somewhat cooler, um, but before the storms come. We've been experiencing the same thing as you guys. Uh, it's dry, dry. I yeah. I'm mowing the lawn because the lawn isn't growing. Um, every morning, my, my vegetable gardens, I'm out there for an hour, sometimes an hour and 20 minutes, just watering everything, trying to keep it going. Um, so I'm yeah. hoping that will change soon. I never thought I would be excited uh, with rain. Here I am, yeah. you know. I need to get out there and do it's, a dance or something. Man, man. It's, it, anyway, it's, I, of course, for us, we, it's not too uncommon. Yeah, it's, it's not too uncommon. I mean, Last year, too, you know, we had some pretty decent rain. But this year, 
I mean, I was talking to some farmers and ranchers. Uh, one of them said that, you know, it's so dry that they're not baling hay. No hay. Mm. You're not feeding your cattle. And I had a rancher tell me that they've been having, not just him, but others, they've been having to sell cattle, uh, which, of course, right. that's going to affect the uh, beef prices, at least around here, around South, you know, South Texas or uh, Central Texas or even southwest areas, so yeah, it, it's definitely affected. You know, that's kind of what I'm what I'm hearing from other people at work is, yeah, it's been it's definitely affecting people. Mm, mm. Well, I hope it changes for the better soon. I hope it changes for the better soon. Now, um, uh, one of the good things, the racetrack's dry. Model car uh, racetrack, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, John is a avid enthusiast of um, model car racing. Um, there's a better term than that, that I'm, I'm messing that up. But, you know, the, the fancy, and they're not like a little model, like, oh, I spent $10 on this thing. I mean, they're expensive. Um, they're fancy, uh, but they're miniature cars, and you race them. So the track's been dry. You've been going a lot more? You know, it's it's interesting because um, and there's kind of a, it's kind of a, a two two-prong approach to this uh, story. And so it was around mid-June. Uh, of course, we were, you know, just kind of getting into this this kind of drought. You know, it rained maybe a little bit in April, May, but um, it was around middle of June. And one of my guitar students, he, he came out to the track with me, going to run some laps. And it was hot. I mean, it, it, it got hot real quick. <laughs> Um, it was somewhere between 97, 98 degrees. It was dry. It was hot. And I, 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 I'm not a fan of hot weather. Of course, a lot of Texans are not. <laughs> I'm the say, same way. I, lo- I love hot weather. No. Um, so what I did was that actually I was getting into working on the song we're talking about today, working on my song for uh, my friend Big Bill. Uh, called Smart Car, and it was around that time I was I was just about to get into uh, writing and recording Smart Car. In fact, I, it, it it took a good month just to write the lyrics. The music came together pretty quick, but it was at that point I'm like, all right, one, it's crazy hot. I mean, it's just it uh, up until the rain we got last week, it's been nonstop, hundred degree weather, hundred, hundred five, hundred ten. Mm. It's just it's just been hot. So I kind of put, yeah, see, all of this actually worked out really well because at that time I'm like, all right, man, it's it's really hot out here to go to the track. So what I did was I shifted my focus back over to music, and it actually gave me a chance to uh, write and record, finish up Smart Car. There you go. It also gave me an opportunity. In fact, it's like this this floodgate just kind of opened up. And uh, I'm working on other songs now. Uh, but then when I went out to the track, I'm like, okay, well, I, last Sunday, I knew that the rain was coming. So I got there about 30 minutes earlier than usual, about 1130. And I got about 30 minutes of, of practice in, and it started raining. I'm like, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. So I'm like packing everything up, trying to get everything mm-hmm. to the car. I'm throwing everything in the car. Well, as I'm getting into the driver's seat, my foot slips. 
I go one way, my ankle goes the other way, and I actually twisted my ankle. That's why I'm actually popping mm. my up right now. Um, so my my first time back to the track after two months, and here we go. I've I've got a a a, a twisted ankle. So uh, it may be a couple weeks before I'm able to get back out there again. But uh, yeah, it's 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 really neat how I'm able to shift my focus from you know racing to music from music to racing you know it's it's not just having one thing to do i've got many things to do i've been practicing music more and rehearsing and things like that uh, it's been nice so that's awesome that yeah. is awesome we should all be so lucky we should all be so lucky no that's fantastic man that is fantastic because you know so many creative people have this this internal struggle with with feast or famine when it comes to uh, creating and, and and embracing their passion, and to be able, you know, to to make that that pivot, uh, that's fantastic. That that is cool, you know. And and really, yeah. they probably feed off of each other. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah. you know, and I'm 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 doing good on this side. Now I can do good over mm-hmm. there, and I'm not worrying about music when I'm trying to focus on racing and vice versa. Um, very cool, man. Very cool. Well, that's awesome. They really do. It sucks about they, your ankle. They really do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, give it a week or two, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be fine. It's, it's not the first time this has happened. But, um, but yeah, it is It is nice, like you said, because um, when it's Feast or Famine, and, and that was the problem that I ran into with music is, if I did not have a project I was working on, I was just kind of like, what do I do? You know, I, you know, play some games or watch some TV. I was, you know, kind of busy botting myself. But whenever that I'm – or even getting close to being stagnant, I'm like, no, man, this this is not happening. That's what got me into the RC uh, the RC mm-hmm. cars and things like that. So it's been nice. And, and and I think that summer was a really good reminder for me that, hey, I don't have just one thing I can do. I've got, uh, you know, I've got RC, I've got music or recording. I've got, uh, you know, just, just practicing, you know, because I figured, you know, I've got about 18, you know, pushing 20 students and, it's been and that's been really nice too. Uh, you know, school's been starting, and I, my email and phone's been blowing up with people uh, signing up for lessons. Which I do have uh, a nice little plug on that. I do have a new, a very, uh, I say, important new student that I'll I'll drop here in just a minute. But yeah, it has been nice to just be able to go back and forth. But uh, I don't know if I told you this or not, or maybe you saw this on social media, but one of my newest students is my niece, Brooklyn. She is oh, really? my piano. She is my piano student. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I've Pretty been waiting awesome. For this. I've been waiting <laughs> for this. Yes. In fact, last. Well, that's fantastic. Oh yeah, that last. Last Tuesday in her lesson, she had forgotten her book, so I'm kind of scrambling around going, okay, what do we do? So I asked her, you know, what have you been working on? She showed me, and I said, 
how would you like to write your own song? Of course, her eyes lit up like, yeah, of course. And she was so meticulous about writing her first song. Uh, it was just, I mean, for an eight-year-old, you know, it was just, I, I was just kind of taking a step back going, wow, you know, this eight-year-old kid is like literally writing her first song. And yeah, it was it was so much fun to watch. It was. It was great. Nice. Big old, big old smile on my face. Yeah. Well, you know, and you were instrumental in that, and 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 there's a memory she'll have for the rest of her life. You know, um, that's cool, man. Just to be a part of that. That is awesome. Very good and then job, to have, my friend. And then, to, yeah, and then to have Cat, you know, because because Catherine was there. She just turned three, and. You know, having Catherine see this, you know, she may not, like, fully understand what's going on. You know, she, she wanted to kind of get into some of my instruments and stuff like that, you know, while Brooke was riding and I was helping her. But, you know, I've got Cat coming up on, on the back burner. You know, she's seen this. So I have no doubt that I'm going to have two nieces that are going to be songwriters. It's awesome. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. They'll be getting by you in infinity pool by the time it's done. Fantastic, <laughs> man. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it's so important, you know, um, for uh, kids uh, in general to uh, – it's one of the great things about – you know, a lot of everybody's like, ah, oh, kids need to get out and be active, and they absolutely do. You know, they absolutely do. Play is super important. Um, but so is creative work. To, to stretch those muscles in music or, or some form of the arts, you know, whatever you can, uh, uh, you know, resonate with them. I think it just, it helps and um, it just opens the mind up. I think it's very, very important. Um, you know, my heart breaks when I see in the news, they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're taking money out of the music program at the school. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't I'd rather have these that. kids. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't you, get it. Yeah. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www dot jamierocks.us www.jamierox.us Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time.
My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Sell some magazines yeah, yeah, or something yeah. or some candles, you know. That's, it seems when I was in school, that's all we did was sell candles and candy. <laughs> you know, $5 yeah. boxes of chocolate. Um they were sending us home all the time. I was a lucky one because yeah. my father owned a factory, and so you know he would. When I was selling that stuff, he would just go to work, and oh, my kid's selling this. Anybody who wanted a promotion, <laughs> buying a lot of candy. <laughs> yeah, so I I worked out pretty well with that. But um, oh yeah, yeah, you know. But that's cool. That is cool. Now, is she handling the lessons pretty well, or is she? I know sometimes, especially at that age, it can get frustrating when you don't see the the, the movement as quickly as you think you should. Um, how right. how is she as a student? She doing all right? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, typical, you know, starting out because uh, she's only in her second month of of lessons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we or my, my, my family in general has a, a music background. I mean, both of my parents played in, in band uh, to some varying degree in high school. My dad was, in fact, I 
need to show you or send you uh, a song that, that my dad, his band back in the 60s recorded. So my dad was a drummer oh, in, in a rock band. Uh, and my sister-in-law, Tracy, and this uh, Tracy has been very, very important in this because she has a background in piano. So the fact that, you know, when it comes to practice, uh, Tracy's like my assistant. And, you know, I have other students whose parents may have some varying backgrounds in music, and obviously that helps. Obviously mm. that, that, that does help. But, yeah, Tracy has definitely been instrumental, pardon the pun, in helping Brooks, uh, you know, development in, in piano, uh, of course, both Matt and Tracy, um, you know, make sure she practices and things like that. So it's just like tell all, all of my students, you know, this is what happens when you practice. You know, people look at me and they go, you know, how did you get so good? Well, yeah, I've been playing guitar for 30 years. <laughs> I, I did not right. get good by having the guitar sit on its stand and just twiddle my thumbs and go, you know, play video games. I'm like, no. I got good, and I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm not. I'm not braggadocious about that. I'm just saying that just because I've been doing something for so long doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. It just means you have right. to practice. That's so. Just like I told them, and, and and I have to brag on all of my students. You know, some some weeks are just like wow, you know, and then others, you know, things may come up, and I understand that. And I think this summer has really given me a chance to kind of take a step back and say, if I'm going to hammer my students on practicing and, like, you know, drive that nail home and just say practice, 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 well, I need to really set the example here. So it, so the summer mm. taking off of RC has not only given me a chance to work on songs and record and write, but it's also given me a chance to practice myself and set a good example because – I do want my students to practice, you know, but then again, I need to practice myself. And it's it's been good all the way around. It really has. That's fantastic. That is awesome. Let me ask you this. Now, during the pandemic, um, you know, everybody was socially distancing and all this and that. Did you have to ch- course correct, change your sales a little bit with your, your teaching um, and do it like over Zoom or whatnot? Um and if so, if you did have to do that, is it, you know, are you glad to be back in person? Because I imagine that it's probably a yeah. little better, it flows a little better in person, I would think. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. It does flow better in person. Um, you, you, really can't, uh, you really can't emphasize things enough when you're, you know, when you know when you're doing you know a a a video conference like on Zoom or or whatnot. Um, so what what happened uh, during 2020 uh, when when the pandemic hit? Uh, I was teaching. I was doing private lessons here at home, and I was also teaching at music and arts at that time. So it's kind of like doing you know split duties. I had over 20 students. I mean, it was. It was crazy. I mean, my schedule was I don't I don't know how I did it, but um uh, then all of a sudden, like everybody, literally everybody for about four months, give or take, 
Mm-hmm. Everybody moved to online. So we were, I was doing Zoom across the board or FaceTime, whatnot. Uh, and, of course, I missed that in person. Probably one of the most important aspects of being in person is that that jam feeling, you know, where they're playing their part and I'm playing my part. You cannot do that uh, because of broadband or, you know, whatever the technical term is, uh, Zoom or any of them because of connection, Internet, whatnot. It will not allow you to play simultaneously. So basically I just had to simply instruct. I I could not jam with my students like I could if I was in person. And that definitely hit me, not at first. You know, the first month or two, I'm like, hey, yeah, we're doing Zoom. All right, man, this is great. Well, to some degree, that's that's, that's good, you know, because they're still continuing, continuing with their learning. But at the same time, I was missing out on being mm-hmm. able to jam with them, you know. And so, yes, in, in I, do, I, I do still have a couple students, you know, here and there that will, for you know, scheduling we have to do a zoom and you know we do what we have to do just like the pandemic you know we we did what we have to do you know and but yeah in that in-person feeling and it's sort of like and this is this may not be the best analogy but it's sort of like a long distance relationship right is i mean sitting with your significant other is way different than you know texting them or, or yeah, right. talking on the phone or FaceTiming, you, you, you miss that in-person experience. And that's something that, that I really miss with my students during the pandemic for that four or five months, however long it was. Because I tell you what, like, I was, I was ready. And it took about three months. It didn't take long. It took about three months of doing Zoom or FaceTime or I'm I'm getting a little antsy. I'm like, all right, you know, let's let's <laughs> talk about getting back to, you know, in person. And once things seemed like they were kind of settling down to some degree, then people were like, yeah, I gotta get out of the house. <laughs> you know, I gotta Absolutely. get out of the house. <laughs> oh, it's so true. It is so true. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. and this. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear you guys are back, you know, and it's, it's, you see them in a really good mood, you know, and uh, not that I've ever hung out with you when you were in a good mood, um, but you seem very upbeat, you know, and I think that's good. That's good. It seems like things are working, you know? Now, um, we've mentioned a couple of times, you got a new single. We're going to be playing it here in a little bit, but um, is it, it's a, is it released today or tomorrow? I know it's right around here or is it next week? I can't it's remember. actually next next Monday comes out on on the twenty ninth. So next Monday, yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice. I'll see, folks. You're hearing it here first. How about that? Pretty cool. That's right. Pretty that is cool. Right. You will hear. You will hear it first right here. That's right. Well, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. very cool. Now, um, wow, man, that stinks. That it's just been so too hot to race. Too hot to race. I'm telling you, John, I am about to – I make fun of these people. I, I've seen them at Disney World and places where they get those little fan things that wear around them, their neck, you know, to keep keep themselves cool. 
And mm-hmm. I always made fun of them. And then I, this summer, I'm like, I, I saw one. I think I was at Aldi's or Costco or someplace, and I saw one. And I, I thought for a minute, I'm like, hmm, should I get one of these? I'd be with Maybe I get two. Um, just wear those things around. Oh, my gosh. It's been so hot. It's too hot to do anything outside. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to work out there. Oh, it's crazy. Me too. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I used to have to go every summer down to my grandparents' uh, farm in Oklahoma. My parents would uh, ship me down there for the summer. I guess I was getting under underfoot or something, you know. They needed a break. Um, I was out of school. So I'd go down to the farm, help out on the farm. Oh, my God. The first couple of days, I'd always get sick just from the heat wasn't used to it that absolutely happens man you gotta you gotta watch yourself out there it's hot you know oh man and i've i've been you know acclimated to this weather to some varying degree you know i've lived in texas all all of my life all 43 years but there's just there's something draining because see when when you go out to the track and you know, yes, there are indoor tracks. Of course, ours is outdoors, so we're we're definitely affected by the elements. But um, in fact, I actually saw a a post on social media. I think it was Facebook that they said that uh, you know you got sun, and then when you're in the shade in Texas, we call that diet sun. And there <laughs> is some truth to that because what what we would do it's is we. Yeah, it's still hot. It may be a couple degrees cooler. It's still hot. I mean, I had a bottle of water with me, and it was cold when I got out there, but after 20, 30 minutes, man, that water was warm. And let me tell you, drinking warm water is not fun. And I was under a tree. So what we would do is, you know, there's a big, I think it's a pecan tree, uh, where where we would pit. And, you know, normally mm. we, we would pit, you know, out in the sun, but... Man, we were all like huddled under this tree. That's what it looked like. We were all kind of pit. So we all had our our pit tables, and we were all under this tree. And I think that shows you how hot that it really is. Because I mean, it's it's there's there's already this element of this physically demanding aspect of going to the track. You know, you go there, and with my competition, you know, my team associated competition, my, my buggy and my truck, you know, they, they constantly need work and tweaking. Well, you know, I'm like drenched, you know, or I'm, I'm sweating and I'm, I'm under a tree and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is hot. And then when you actually go out, you know, to the track, you know, about 20 feet away or whatnot, you know, you're out in the sun. Well, it's already physically demanding because you're trying to concentrate on the track. If your car flips over, well, guess what? You got to walk down the driver's stand. You got to go down the track, <laughs> and God forbid if it's on the other side of the track that you have to go to, and that walking back and forth, where you know already wears you out. You know, tweaking your car and focusing on that, well, that wears you out. Then you add a hundred degree temperature, dry, hundred degree temperature mm. on top of that, and you're like, all right, we got to. We gotta come up with a plan B or something. So yeah, those little you know things that you wear around your neck. I kind of wish I thought about that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Oh, I'm telling you. 
I'm telling you, I was thinking about getting one for me and my dog when we go on a walk. Oh my gosh, it's hot out. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. That, and you know, the, the, the weird thing about heat. Now I don't get it. Now I know some people of uh, age and whatnot, and they all love it hot. Especially, you know, if they live here, they're, they're, they're like, oh yeah, we just love it. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Are you insane? Um, it, it just saps the energy. I, I work, you know, an hour outside doing whatever. And I'm done. I'm like, okay, I am like wiped out, <laughs> you know. But it's, uh, I guess, the same thing happens in places where it's cold, you know. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, we're, we're sick of being out in the cold. I don't know. You get it both though, because Waco will get. Man, I, I think the last time I was in Waco, it was like I don't know. I don't know if it was strange or whatnot, but I remember there was a hell of an ice storm. I think I was there in about January or something, and man. It was a cold, windy, oh, no, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, but that's, that's yeah. Texas, you know. That's it is Texas. It is Texas. Yeah, I mean, I've had people move to Texas in the winter. They're like, I thought Texas had a pretty mild winter. I'm like, well, it looks like you just moved to Texas in an abnormally winter because um, – I mean, it, and it, it's funny that I was going out to the track in January, February, and there mm. was one time where it was it was in the twenties. I mean, I had like three layers of clothes on, and you know, but you know what? And maybe this is just me. I don't know, but I would much rather go to the track when it's thirty degrees than I would when it's a hundred. I, I I maybe maybe I'm different, but that's just the it, yeah. I, I think know. I'd be the I same mean, way, John. Huge. Yeah, I think I'd be the same way. <laughs> because oh, he man. zaps you, man. He he oh, just no, zaps man. your energy. Like you said, you know, you could be outside for an hour. You're like, oh man, I'm tired, and it does. But when yep. you're cold, and I did like I, you know, it was like. You know, 20-something degrees, like 28, 29. It might have been 30 degrees. And I had this wind, this cold wind blowing in my face, you know, in January, February. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going out. But, man, when it got to be, not, you know, 100 degrees, I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I don't know. It could just be me. I don't, oh, know. This, I don't work outside. I work indoors. So I'm, I'm used to the cooler weather. So, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Well, that's cool, man. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, 
Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. So, uh, so Monday is the big day. The big day. Now, are you going to put these all... No, this is the third in the series, right? Of um, race-inspired... Uh, uh, tracks? Are you, are you going to put these like on an EP or something, or just keep them on the single side? What's the plan? You know, and this is, you know, I I wasn't really planning on recording an album, and I think I think my my mindset has finally shifted in a good way to where I'm not thinking about album, album, album. Now I'm doing single, single, single. But now that I got three singles, and by the way, um, I, I've been checking my status. You know how how the spins have been going. Uh, Ricky Chuck is actually pushing a thousand spins. Uh, so so wow. Ricky Chuck, uh, race day has been has been doing really good also. Uh, but but my mindset has just been, let's just record the songs. Let's just write. Let's just let's enjoy because. When when my mindset is in album mode, I I feel this necessity to to have to, you know, where it now becomes a job. So now mm. I've, I've kind of I've kind of taken a step back and said, let's just write and record songs that I want to do, and 
let that naturally develop into an album. So I do think that this will lead to, I mean, I've got three songs already, and I've got one or two more ideas. So, I mean, I'm pushing up to an album. I mean, I'm, you know, half, a third, whatever, of right. having an album. So, uh, but it's just that my, my mindset's different because it is stressful when you're like, oh, you know, I have to do album number six. I have to do that. And now I'm thinking, no, I don't. Nobody, like, you know, nobody's, like, paying <laughs> large sums of money to, to do an album. I'm like, so I'm going to do this in my time, on my terms. How you want. Say, yeah, just say, I'm just going to focus on writing and recording songs, singles, and then let that organically develop into an album whenever it happens. And I think that one thing that has been kind of going on is I've done for the last five years, I've done one album every year. That's a lot of work. You know, it's like, well, I I need to. It's like I was trying to reach some sort of goal. It was a really cool goal. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But now I'm like, I don't need to do six albums in six years. If it takes two years to do this album, you know, if it does lead to an album, that's great. But right now, my focus is just write and record just for fun. Let it naturally come about. Right, right. And I think that's a good way to work. I think that's a great way to work. Um, because it's easy to fall into that trap where you're, uh, you know, just trying to, um, you know, I've got to get this out. I've got to get this done. There's certain things you have to do, but, um, you know, sometimes it's easy to fall into where it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, and you're like, Oh man, I got to paint. I want to paint a hundred paintings in the next, uh, month and a half, you know, no, no, you're not settle down, <laughs> you know, get a good rhythm, get a good vibe. You're fine. Whatever makes you happy that doesn't stress you. That's the key. That's the key, you know, um, because that's stress. Because you're right. If it's no fun and you're stressed out about it, you burn out real, real, real quick. Real quick. And um, and it's hard to get going again. It's hard to get going. Um, I've been there. I speak from experience. <laughs> and then John does, too. He knows. He knows. Uh, well, that's Absolutely. cool, though. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you found that balance, you know. So important. So important. And, incidentally, not a lot of uh, creative people, people that work in the creative field, uh, ever talk about, ever acknowledge. And it's so important, you know. I've known so many people that get burned out just because they're, they're, they got the oven too hot, <laughs> you know. They're running that high octane. <laughs> Tap that down a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and I, you know, the, it's the old adage, quality over quantity, you know, really. And that's, that's, it really shows in your music, you know. Since, I got to tell you, John, since you've been doing these, now you're, your work's always good, I think. Um, but I've really enjoyed the, uh, the race car theme stuff. It just, uh, your happiness seems to come through in it. You know what I mean? Not that it was missing before, but it's just something I've noticed, you know, as someone on the outside looking in. And I think that's oh, cool. Yeah. It's inspiring to me. No, that's, 
that's cool. I mean, you know, and, and, and I've tried different, you know, different styles. I mean, I did two albums that were, for the most part, you know, 99% instrumental, you know, and I I had fun doing that. I mean, uh, you know, things that I've, I'd never done before, you know, and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, and kind of switching gears to, to painting. I mean, you know, maybe there's a, there's a technique, you know, that you're like, you know, I've, I heard about that. You know, I kind of like to try that. Or, you know, you can, you know, fit the analogy anyway, but, you know, doing doing instrumentals was, was fun because uh, there was one song uh, that I did, and I actually used, um, I want to say 10. Oh, it was Candle on the Water from, uh, from album mm. four, where I had like 10 different guitars. Like, that was my goal, was to see how many different guitars or rather guitar parts I could squeeze into a song. And it just sounded really cool. And I'd done that again um, in album two uh, with uh, the man in black, kind of a, you know, where I used, you know, four or five different guitars and just try different things. So, you know, it was, it was fun. It was fun experimenting. Doing that experimentation. Right. You know, and, and I think some people, yeah. And I think that some people do need to experiment because, you know, if if you stick in this, you know, well, this is this is all I know, so I'm just going to do this. I'm like, well, just like I tell my students. In fact, um, I had two two lessons uh, right before I came on here, and one thing I was telling him is, why do you know, why stay where you're at? I mean. Great, you can play these chords, wonderful. But why not say, well, let's speed up the tempo. Let's push right. yourself and say, where can you go with this? And I try to encourage all of my students to some varying degree in saying, you need to challenge yourself. And that's that's kind of the or no that that is the direction that I've been going is you need to and and of course I help them you know find challenges, but you know don't just Stay where you're at and say, I'm good, I can play. No, you, you need to really, you know, experiment, or at least musically, you know, and, and try different things. And, you know, when when I saw Brooklyn, you know, write her song, and like I said, it was, it was so meticulous. I mean, like she would write a couple of notes and she would play them on the, on, the, on the piano, you know, and she was like, I don't like that. So she would erase it. And she would she play the keyboard again, and she would, yeah, I like that. So she right, it was it was so interesting watching an eight year old be so meticulous, and some of my other students, you know, that are writing songs, and I'm helping helping them write songs. So you know, anybody right. who is you know aspiring to take on you know a project, whatever, a hobby, don't just stay where you're at. Continue. Same thing when I'm at the racetrack. Whatever it is, you need to keep pushing yourself. Otherwise, you just you're stagnant. Absolutely, absolutely. And you have to be true to yourself as, as a musician, as an artist. You know, in, in doing that, um, because I'll tell you, I'll tell you, whenever I've done this, um, people get mad. <laughs> you know, I went through, I go through phases exactly like you do it. I'm like. Yeah, I'm going to do abstract uh, art for the next uh, six months, you know. And uh, all of my, my movie star people are like, wow, why aren't you doing the movie? Oh, you, and they get all 
and and then the music, you know, oh, I'm going to paint rock stars for the next six months or the next couple months. Oh, what about the abs- you know the abstract people? And you you, get, you can't listen to any of that. You're like, I'm doing what I'm doing. If, you know, if you don't dig it, somebody else will. You've got to wait for the train to go around the track. <laughs> It'll come back around. <laughs> it always does. That's the way. That's, but, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Is and and I think that has given me more more of an audience feel and being able to reach more people because, you know, yeah, I would say at least on Pandora, on Pandora Radio, probably, you know, one one of my top songs, um, I mean, this is the problem with writing so many songs is then you start forgetting the names. Um, but one of my instrumentals, that is my top playing songs on Pandora, and that's great. Mm. Um uh, probably second to that is Texas Snow, my blues song. Mm. So you know it's and, and that's why it's it's nice to be able to contribute different styles and say because yeah you're going to have some people going to go I like this others are going to go I don't like that you, and then all you do is just flip it 180 degrees and then those people are going to say well I oh yeah I like that and then the other people are going to go. Oh, I don't like that. So what you do is you just create all these different styles. You know, I've probably done a, a dozen different genres, maybe more. And what you do is you just do that so you reach as many people as possible. And with my race car themes, I mean, I did with uh, – I, I don't want to give too much away with uh, with smart car, but it's more of a like a ZZ Top sound. Uh, Ricky mm. Chuck's more of a Beach Boys sound, and then Race Day's more of a, you know, Southern Rock sound, and and I'm just doing what's true to me. Like you said, you know, whatever that you're feeling at that moment, that's what you do, and that's where I'm at right now. Is I'm 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 enjoying the styles of music that I'm doing right now. I'm feeling it. Absolutely, absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the way. That's the that's the key right there, man. That's the place to be, you know? Um, that's cool. That excites me. That excites me because I know that, that feeling, you know, um, very, very cool. Well, we got to play, we got to play smart car because, um, you know, before we run out of time, um, this is a cool song. Now this is, you want to do the intro for it or should we play it and then talk about it? Your call, John, whatever you want to do. Um, just to kind of let people get the experience of the song, we we could talk about it afterwards. Okay. Okay. Here it is, everybody. This is John 3, brand new. Comes out Monday. It's a smart car. Check it out.
what a track, ladies and gentlemen. What a track, John 3. That was Smart Car. That drops officially Monday. Monday. You can pick this up. John, amazing track. I love that uh, the guitar riff in there. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, it was – as far as writing and coming up with the idea, of, like I was telling you um, – or, uh, just a little while ago, that uh, I actually built a song around the riff and the chorus. Um, I was kind of originally going with like kind of this ACDC thing. It was funny because one of my students' parents, uh, Kelly, she said, gosh, you know, that, that sounds a lot like ZZ Top, and it reminded her of Smart Dress Man, a little, little ZZ ah. Top feel. And uh, I, I, I have to give a special shout-out to a couple of my students because – some of, students, some of my students love recording with me, and any chance that they get, they really enjoy it. So, uh, Zachary and Grayson, uh, I asked them if they would like to record on the on the chorus, on the chorus part. You know, the, just give that nice big sound, that that big mm-hmm. feel to it. So, uh, and it was funny because they learned it. So quickly, I was like, man, see, going back to practice, see, that's what happens when you practice. You, you pick things up a lot right. quicker. So, yes, I have Absolutely. two of my students. Yes. So I have two of my guitar students on this on this single, and I'm so proud of no, them. I cool. really am. Zachary and Grace. That is yes. cool. Yes. Well, that's amazing. And, you know, the cool thing for them, you know, they're like, you, you have people, oh, yeah. Oh, you're taking guitar lessons, you know? Well, yeah, I am. Not only am I, I'm also on a single, <laughs> you know? What a cool place to be. What a right. cool place to be. Oh, man. That totally. changes somebody's life there, you know? I'm telling oh, you. It does. I'm telling you, I, I remember, I'll never forget, we used to, me and my friends, there was a period after uh, high school, all of us uh, were renting rooms. None of us rented an apartment. I had an apartment for a while, and then it was cheaper to rent a room from this. I rented a room from this old lady, and uh, she was cool. She was cool. The bad part was is we couldn't hang out together. So we all wanted to hang out, me and all my friends. So we uh, would hang out at the local Denny's, and we'd sit in that Denny's for hours. Matter of fact, they would take phone messages for us. It helped that this was a long time ago before everybody had phones, (laughs) you know, smartphones, I mean. But – yeah, we hung out at the Denny's a lot, and I remember one day um, I was sitting there working on a, a sketch, a drawing, and this guy, stranger, came up, came up, paid me $100 for it. My first official sale ruined me, ruined me, because then I'm like, oh, I can make a living doing this? <laughs> let's let's get to work. Let's go to school. Oh, man. And, uh, you know... Being on a single for these students of yours, like I said, it can cha- you know <laughs> inspire your life. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if that happened. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh, oh no, that's of cool. Course, of course, I you know I have no doubt that by the time Brooke is a teenager, she'll be wanting to record with me. But it is it's it's really cool to have my students. Want, I mean, it's not like I ask. I mean. Yes, I asked them, but I only asked them because we've recorded before. I mean, they recorded. I mean, 
uh, Grayson, one of my guitar students, uh, he wanted to do uh, Take Me Home Country Roads, which is on my last mm-hmm. album. So, uh, and then Zachary, I mean, he's just been, you know, nipping at the heels, just ready to, you know, re- record. And uh, he, he did some parts for me on, on my last album as well. So it is, it, it's really cool to see my students just be inspired. And that's why that I'm trying to get them to write their own songs so that we can record them and release them. And so then that way they can experience it from their side. So they're not writing my, my coattail that they're actually, you know, you know or at least I'm, I'm trying to get them in, in the direction of, hey, why don't you write your own song? I'll help you, obviously, but why don't you do your own songs? And then we can, you know, praise you for your songwriting skills and it is it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun seeing them you know seeing them work at it but i would say that, that the overall song aspect of it and we were talking about this in our uh, in our rc group here in waco and uh i was trying to think of, of the next song and i kind of put it out there i was like all right who wants me to write a song about them and everybody hmm. Everybody was like, you need to write a song about Big Bill. I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, he's he's a sponsored driver. Um, I'm like, sure. So I just kind of, you know, I, I keep up with, with the racing scene kind of across the country and things like that, you know, on social media. But uh, so the song, I would say, is kind of a typical to some direction you know, if you take the smart car out of it, but, you know, experiencing going to a race and you see the bright lights, you know, the podium, and you're striving to, you know, win that trophy. I mean, that can fit anybody's prerogative, but then, of course, Big Bill, when you see the cover art, and and the funny thing is about the cover art, and being in Waco, surrounded by rednecks, I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense. I'm kind of a redneck myself. But the album cover just screams redneck where where uh, Billy parks his smart car on the track and one of my other friends literally is jumping his RC car over the smart car. Mm. So yeah, so <laughs> when so when you yeah, so so when people see the album cover, they're like, Is is that an RC car going over the smart car? It is. And and that really is what ties all of this song together is it's not just about this smart car, but it's the smart car is taking you somewhere. Right. Right. Very cool. See? Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love how you pay attention to all the aspects, not just the song, but the, the, the cover art as well. You know, that's cool. That is cool. I like it. I like it. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah, is awesome. You, well, in I mean, if if you look back at the covers, now of course this is before my time, maybe maybe before yours. I mean, if you look at at the cover art and uh, from from the sixties, uh, maybe even going into oh, the seventies, yeah. where um, in fact uh, I heard that, that one of the uh, one of the famous uh, cover arts is uh, the Doors, Morrison Hotel. You know, they were mm-hmm. they were traveling. I heard the story. I may have this wrong, but they were traveling along, and all of a sudden, Jim Morrison points out, 
points out and says, hey, look, there's Morrison Hotel. And what does that become? The cover art for The Doors' next album. Um, right. And um, look at uh, you know Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. I mean, you know, these in there's a, there's something about the cover art that if you can tie it into a song, if you're doing a single, like in my case, or if you're trying to tie, sometimes it can be really difficult to tie it into an entire album. Like, for instance, if I was to do, and I think I will, do an album that's at least mostly race car or RC car themed, that it would obviously have an RC car in the picture and just tie it all together. Because, you know, when, you know, just look, you know, look at the 90s, uh, take uh, Garth Brooks, Mm. you know, you got a, you got a picture of Garth Brooks, you know, it's like, okay, Garth Brooks, you know, he... It's all flashy and all that, but what does that really tell about the songs on the album? You know, but then you look at something right. like Morrison Hotel or uh, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I mean, those are album covers that you go, I get it. I understand right. what this theme is about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's so important. It's so important, you know. And, and, you know, I've heard so many people, so many people say, you know, it, it, you know, oh, but it's just, you should, it just should be about the music. And blah, blah. Well, it should be, but it should be about the package and the experience, uh, the, the whole package, you know, I think. In my opinion, what do I know? What do I know? But I don't know. I, seems I to me had just so many. Yeah, and I have had so many arguments with musicians on that topic that they say, man, it should be about the music. And I'm like, if the artwork does not, uh, you know, point you to or at least catch your eye, and uh, me growing up in the 80s and the 90s, um, you know, when before streaming, I mean, you actually had to go to this door. You had to buy a cassette mm. or a CD, or you go farther back than that. You had to buy, you know, a vinyl record. If the, you know, if you had never heard any of these songs, say on the radio, and then all of a sudden you go into the music store, and it's happened to me before, where I will buy it just because the album cover. I'm like, oh, cool, Nirvana came out with a new album. Oh, hey, yeah, it's in utero. Never heard one of their songs, and I'm like, man, that that album cover is kind of catchy, or. Uh, you know, with their Nevermind album, Nirvana's Nevermind yeah. album, you're like, well, that's kind of, wow, okay, well, but it, you know. That happened to me with it, Metallica. I remember yeah. being a kid and seeing, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think it was uh, Master of Puppets or something, and I'm like, oh, I got a guy, I definitely have to. And it, at the time, it wasn't even really the kind of music that I was into so much, but I'm like, uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. I got to buy it. Laid money down that day, and uh, was glad I did later when I was listening to it. But it's—I love them. I, I loved uh, those album covers. I tell you, Iron Maiden. I am an an Eddie fan. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what's he gonna be doing this time? Um, yeah. Just from an artistic point of view, and uh, yeah, <laughs> just fantastic. It's rock and roll, metal. You know, what, what it's supposed to be. Uh, same thing with videos, you know, I like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tool and stuff. I got really turned out of that. 
I had never really listened to a full Tool album until I saw a video, and I'm like, oh, I got to get that album. I got to get that album. This is twisted and bizarre. I just got to be freaked out. Well, oh, yeah, man. I mean, because, I mean, sure, if, you know, going back to more our generation, the the pre-streaming aspect where mm-hmm. if if you did not hear a song on the radio, if you did not see a music uh, a, a music video, and I'm sure that you remember uh, the uh, on MTV, uh, what was it, Headbangers Ball? Remember that? Oh yeah. And they play more Every like Saturday like a night. Heavier, yeah, more yeah. like the heavier stuff. Yeah. Well, if if you did not, you know, get in touch with, you know, the music that was either on a music video or play on, on the radio, well. You almost kind of will go to the music store and go, "Wow, that's a pretty cool album cover." I mean, if 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 I was to step back into 1987 and I'd never heard of Guns N' Roses ever, never heard the music on the radio, mm-hmm. never never watched the music video, if I had just looked at that album cover, I would have bought it. And you mentioned Iron Maiden. Every single, as far as I can remember, every single one of their album covers you know, has you know that skeleton. You know, look. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's like you're going to go. Wow, huh? I'm, I'm kind of curious. You, Iron Maiden. That sounds metal. I'm going to check that out, man. Oh, hey, that's got Dave Mustaine on it. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. And I think that album, you know, just the visual aspect is to me personally, I think it's as important as the music because it helps to tell the story. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, and it's it's and you're continuing that tradition, which I think is fantastic. You know, you you put thought into that, um, and so I think people can learn from that, and I hope they're inspired and more people start doing it um, because it's frankly it's important. And I hate to tell everybody this, but the reality is too is everybody's like, oh, streaming and this and that, we don't have to worry about that. Man, it it helps a lot when you got that little picture. <laughs> comes up when it's playing on old Spotify or Pandora or whatnot, you should be worrying about that because that pops up. Very, very cool. Well, John, yeah. it is – I can't believe it. It's been an hour already. It, it seems like about 10 minutes since you've been – every time you're on the show, it just goes by so quick, you know? It does. It's crazy. Every Every time. It, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we will, um, I'm going to remind everybody uh, come Monday uh, that this uh, drops everything on all my social media, and I want uh, everybody to pick up Smart Day, fantastic track. Again, out of the park, John, you knocked it out of the park. Good stuff. Thank you. (laughs) So cool, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, always, always. I can't wait for the next time. Very, very cool. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. We've, uh, man, I had fun on tonight's show. A lot of fun. Uh, very, very, uh, always a good time when John 3 is on. Just so cool. Um, but that's going to wrap it up tonight. We will be back on Monday. And, uh, yeah, a lot going on this weekend. A lot going on. It's going to be hot here. So I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff indoors. Uh, if it's hot where you're at. I suggest you do the same. Unless you can't, then I feel bad for you. <laughs> you got a lot going on this weekend, John? 
I'm just going to take it easy this weekend. Not a whole lot going on. Just kind of rest my ankle and kind of do stuff around the house, nice. uh, work, on some, work on some music. Uh, and this is just a little side project I've, I've got going on. But um, do you, if you've ever watched the movie The Wedding Singer, uh, the opening credits, mm-hmm. uh, the song uh, You Spin Me Right Round, Baby Right Round from the 80s. I'm actually going to do a yeah. rock version of that. Not sure what I'm going to oh, do with cool. it. I may drop it on YouTube. So uh, that's what I've got going on next. Just this little side thing. Nice. Nice. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to check it out. Very, very cool. Take it on Dead or Alive. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear it, man. Very cool. (laughs) Well, folks, have a great weekend. Remember, the world's still a little weird in places. Be nice. Be kind. uh, You know, just lighten somebody's load a little bit. (laughs) You know, don't be a creep. How about that? You know, just be a nice person. You'll feel better. (laughs) And we will, too. We'll want to hang out with you. Oh, very cool. Okay, folks, well, have a good one. And, uh, oh, I should mention, too, uh, I haven't even mentioned this the whole show because we've been talking. I always have so much fun when John's on. We have links up on our show page, ladies and gentlemen. We definitely do to uh, john3music.com. John's Facebook uh, is at uh, john3, the number three, uh, music, and Instagram as well. And the website, again, is john3music.com. You can get there and, uh, you know. Um, sign up for lessons, check out his albums. He's got a bunch of albums on there, all kinds of cool stuff. Nice website. Very, very cool. This uh, episode we're going to uh, convert to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on hundreds and hundreds of them. It's amazing. Um, Very, very, very cool. Thanks. The reason we're on so many is all you listeners out there, we really appreciate that. Keep listening. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you so much, John, for being on the show again. You rock. Thanks for having me. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good weekend. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.